Mary looked like she'd been hit with something right there, pointing to her own face. It was bruised, and a hole in her head here. She had shavings all in her hair. She said Mary's face was mighty near black, with some sort of dirt or cinders. Grace couldn't bear to look any longer. It scared me. The police wanted to notify Mary's family. Grace didn't know how to contact them, but she thought Helen Ferguson, another girl who worked at the factory, might know. When they called Helen from the factory office, she said that Mary's family was too poor to afford a telephone. She volunteered to tell her friend's mother and stepfather in person. The news would not come as a complete surprise, as Mary's parents had waited up for her all night. After Mary's father had died in Marietta, where Mary had been born, her mother married John Coleman, and they raised Mary in Atlanta. Franny Coleman had been so worried when Mary hadn't come home Saturday night that she sent her husband to town to look for her, thinking that Mary might have gone to the movies. John Coleman searched for nearly three hours. Then he came home and started knocking on neighbors' doors before using a friend's phone to call police after midnight. Around 5.30 a.m., John and Franny Coleman learned what had happened to Mary when Helen knocked on their door. Mary's mother collapsed in shock at the description of her daughter's death. At least she found out before the morning edition of the Atlanta Constitution splashed the news of Mary's murder across its front page. Reporter Britt Craig had been in the police station when the telephone rang at 3.30 Sunday morning. A white woman has been killed up here, said Newt Lee, the National Pencil Company's elderly African-American night watchman. Britt followed the police to the factory and climbed through the trap door into the basement, stumbling through the smoky darkness behind the officers. Look out, white folks, warned Newt Lee. You'll step on her. Neither Britt nor the policeman were surprised to hear Newt Lee call them white folks. In 1913 Georgia, this form of address would have been considered a mark of respect from a black man who knew his place, below the whites who were in charge. The men stopped and shone their flashlights where Newt pointed. Britt could see a girl lying on the rubbish-strewn earthen floor, partially hidden behind a storage shed. The officers gently turned the body over and were shocked to see a cord cutting deeply into her throat. Her swollen tongue bulged out from a mouth choked with cinders and sawdust and stained with blood. One shoulder had been bitten. Her dress was pushed up above her knees, and the men saw blood that indicated the girl might have been criminally assaulted or outraged, 1913 euphemisms for rape. Britt was as angry as the officers that a young girl in a party dress lay dead and violated in the dirt of the factory basement. To these men, Mary Fagan was a child who should have been at home with her family instead of having to work in a factory, especially one run by a northern businessman, as the National Pencil Company was. Britt took notes as the officers searched the basement. The men found a sliding wooden door that led to an alley. The door appeared to have been opened recently and then closed again. They also found one of Mary's shoes and a bloody handkerchief. As they raked through the sawdust and litter around the girl, they found a note, scribbled in pencil on a sheet of white-lined paper 
that matched a company notepad that lay nearby. One officer read it aloud. He said he would love me, land down, play like the night witch, did it, but that long, tall black negro did boy his sliff. At that, Newt Lee muttered something. The other men thought he said, White folks, that's me. Then the police found a second note beside Mary's head. This one was written on a National Pencil Company order sheet. Ma'am, that Negro hired down here did this. I went to make water, and he pushed me down that hole. A long, tall Negro. Black, that who. It was long, slim, tall Negro. I write while play with me. These notes appear to have been written very recently, and could have been interpreted in two different ways. They might have been written by Mary just before she died, in a last-minute effort to identify her killer. Or they might...